This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Liar. Breaking news, LeBron is a Laker. This Clippers team will win a championship this year. All George, corner three. Yes! Has to put it up with the Lakers. Spikes it in. Ha-ha! He spikes in the three, and the Lakers win the game. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Battle for LA podcast, part of the Clutch Points and Blue Wire Networks. As always, uh, Tomer Zarley here, Clippers beat writer for Clutch Points. Uh, again, I'm here with Ryan Ward, our Lakers beat writer for Clutch Points. Uh, we've been surviving the uh, the NBA hiatus so far. Uh, we got a special guest here for you guys today, but before we get into that, I wanted to read. I want to tell you guys about Bet Online real quick. Uh, there's no NBA, no uh, hockey, and no baseball right now, and you might think there's nothing to bet on, but you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner still has hundreds of sports events and games you can wager on, or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack. They're all open 24 hours a day and all online, including their $750,000 poker series. If you're into props or entertainment betting, you can bet on things like Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, or even stocks. Just visit their website and join today to receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just use promo code BLUEWIRE. That's B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E. Bet online, your online wagering experts. Uh, Ryan and I are joined by uh, former Laker, former two-time champion, Josh Powell today. Josh, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. How y'all doing? Uh, good, good. We're good. Hanging in there. Um, we're staying indoors. Stay staying. Yeah, stay, staying indoors right now. Um, we're, I'm in Los Angeles. Ryan's in Colorado. Josh, where are you right now? I'm in Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. Okay, so what's it like out there? Are you staying indoors? Is it is it sort of a frenzy to stay inside right now? Uh, not for me, man. Uh, I'm staying. I'm staying indoors. The only time I get out is to work out. Um. But I definitely I'm I'm used to it. That's that's kinda like that overseas life. You kinda you kinda get get yourself in mode for <laughs> sitting inside and not doing much depending on some of the countries I've been to. So all good for me. Okay, so so it's it's nothing really new to you, I guess you could say, right? No, not at all. Not at all. So what are your thoughts on, on just, you know, Obviously, we want to talk NBA and basketball, but right now, do you see the NBA coming back? Is there a pathway for the NBA to come back to finish out this this upcoming season? I don't know. I've seen the NBA, you know, I've seen a lot of different uh, discussions on what they're trying to do potentially. Um, And it'll be really interesting um, to see if they do choose to do it then I think the other idea, because I know they've been playing around with also looking at shortening the season uh, because of, mm-hmm. you know, injuries and, and, and stuff like that. Um, so it might be something that, 
that they might try to play with, especially come next year. So you never know. They might figure out a way to finish this year and, and how it's going to go into next year. What do you what do you think about the prospect of uh, playing in Vegas and kind of everything kind of locked down there and secure with the hotels and all that and with no fans? Because I mean, you as a player, I mean, you would know. I mean, what? How would that? How would that be? How would you feel like going into a game where there's just no fans in the stands? I mean, I've done that before, but I mean. They practice every day with no fans, right? So in a sense, it's like you just got to put yourself kind of in both both realms. Like imagine yourself at practice, but just be in game mode. Um, I've done that. I mean, when what it was when I was here with the Hawks. Interestingly, we had a makeup game because we had a snow like like a ice storm or something like that, uh-huh. and they still made us play the game, and we literally were. I think it was us against the Bucks, and there was nobody there at the game. So, <laughs> wow, been there, been, been there, been there, done that. So, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's wow. all good, you know. Now, as an NBA, NBA player who who had routines, I mean, every player has a routine in terms of what they do before shoot around, after shoot around, prior to the game, after the game, and all that. Um, those routines also go into the summer because I think a lot of players have said that they, they would like to keep their summers as it is, you know, vacation in, into into August and then come back September, start ramping up workouts. You, if you if you were in, in the NBA right now, like looking at it, would you mind a Christmas Day start or are you a guy who likes sort of routines and to keep things the way they are? <laughs> Man, I've had to adapt to change, brother. I mean – in 17, 18 years playing internationally as well as here in the NBA, um, huh. you know, we can't have everything the way that we want it. So um, I'm all about adapting. And, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I think that, you know, in some way, shape, or form, we all have adapted to something in life, right, whether it be our marriages, as parents, business, something's going to come along, right, and shake up something, and then you have to adjust. Um, I know in a perfect world we would like everything to be what we're used to, but when it can't happen, then we just got to make the necessary changes. So I might not be the right person to ask, to ask for that. <laughs> well, I'm just curious your opinion on that because everyone sort of has a different thing about what you know, past, present, current, whatever. So right, right, right. <laughs> did you uh, did you catch the uh, re airing of Game Seven, 2010 Finals? On ABC? I, I didn't, but my phone was going in. Like, uh, you know, people were reaching out and texting and, you know, clips and pictures, and it was crazy. And I didn't even know it was on. Like, uh, I was I was actually with my with my kids uh, doing a workout, just trying to get them to get out, get some of that energy off. Um, I was one thing I took for. I mean, there's a lot of things I took for. I mean, first, it was kind of. Kind of a crazy game in terms of, like, uh, it wasn't a traditionally, like, uh, smooth game, right? Because a lot of turnovers. Right. Like, crazy, crazy defense on both both sides, right? But um, at the end, when you guys are all hugging and, you know, you're seeing your families or whatever, first thing that came to my mind, weirdly enough, was, like, if that happens this year, if they go through all this and there's no fans – and they're still kind of doing like the social distancing thing. How is that going to be? Is that going to is that going to be weird? Like, are, are people not going to want to hug or high five or when they win the championship? I mean, I just 
I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. I think all that all that stuff goes out the window, man. I think I think well first of all, anybody that's in there, you would think that they've been tested or they're they're good and they're safe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So from that standpoint, at least what you can hope is that they are and I think all of that goes out the window, man. It's, it, 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 you know, we're, we're already practicing social distancing the best way we can. Yeah. But it was if, just if a they heavy to be in a, I was just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know that, but it's still, you know, I think, again, that goes out the window, man. If you're, if you're going to play the game, but you're going to have all the reactions as you would from a normal situation. So, you know, I don't even think, you know, they're going to be bothered with that. It's going to be time to pour them, pop them bottles and pour that champagne. Get them hugs yeah. out. <laughs> Josh, with, 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 with all, you know, you have your own life now, kids, I mean, training and all that stuff and work. Do you, do you have time to watch watch any NBA basketball? Do you still follow a lot of NBA basketball right now? I try to. I mean, I, I definitely uh, try to keep up. Um, my cousin is um, playing with Milwaukee, so I just try to keep up with him and, and support him while he's doing what he's doing, and then I got you know some buddies. So I'm just I'm, I try to do the best I can. Okay, so coming into the year, like, what were your impressions? Because to me, this is one of the, you know, one of the most interesting years in probably the last five or six years because of just the the, the parity throughout the entire league, uh, especially in the West. Um, what did you make of, of sort of the, the the season coming in, and who did you have sort of as a favorite if you could pick one? Um, well, I, I mean, we, we knew Milwaukee was going to be who they are. Uh, for those who were giving the Lake Show a hard time, uh, I mean, it's kind of figured that they would be who they are. Now, I, I think the surprise was once Kawhi made his decision, um, but you knew that the Clippers would be tough. Um, who else, who else we got? Of course, we got Philly. Um, Are you surprised by the Raptors? The, not really, because they're hungry and they and they dogs. And once you get that experience on your side, you know, even as good as as Kawhi was, I mean, they still got dogs over there, mm-hmm. and you know, and they're familiar with each other. Um, so they're bringing pretty much a lot of the same guys back. And you know, anytime you get a team like that that's built something, you know, it's it's a good thing for them. You know, they have a good, strong foundation. So I'm not too surprised. I think Siakam showed what he could do, you know what I mean? And now that it's really pretty much his team, you know, him and Lowry, um, you know, they, they, they have what they have, same thing from last year. They still have something special. Yeah, I was uh, surprised by Siakam. He's able to kind of take it to the next level. It's kind of a trip to think that he was in the – the G League, like only a couple years ago, right? And then earlier this season, he's, he was considered a MVP candidate potentially, and now he's he's arguably one of the best players in the league, right? The top top ten, maybe top fifteen. Right. Well, I also want to mention this too. When you notice guys that have motors, and Think of Giannis, even though Giannis is really good, but he's one of those guys that has a motor. Like, he's going to give go 200%, like, every play. Like, he's just going to go really hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell Westbrook, um, Siakam. Um, I mean, there, there's a list of guys that just have a motor. 
And that's something that you can't teach. And if you come into the league with that type of mentality, that's that's one thing that will definitely separate you from the rest. Um, you know, it's the same thing like Zion. You know, people didn't really know what to expect from Zion, even though the expectation was high. But because of his size and all his weight is a problem and this and all of that. But once he came back, look at what's happened. You know what I mean? He's also right. one of those guys that has a high motor. And you start adding the skill level to that, then the more games he plays, the more confidence he's going to get. I mean, I'm not necessarily surprised with a guy like Siakam because if they've shown over time just how they continue to elevate their play, all they need is an opportunity. Josh, you, you, play, you played multiple teams around the NBA. Obviously, the Lakers' titles stand out. Um, but – Experiences with teams, like, do you have a favorite experience, or is it is it easily just the Lakers because of the camaraderie and the, and the championships you had there? No, uh, every 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 team holds something near and dear to me. Um, I'll run them off mm-hmm. for you. Uh, for example, uh, Dallas, I'm forever grateful because that's the first team that gave me an opportunity. Um, the Clippers is one of my favorite situations. Why? Because I got a chance to play the most minutes that I've played and even started for, I think, like two months or something like that to finish the season. Uh-huh. So that was the year I really got a chance to show, put up numbers, show what I could do because we had we had so many injuries. We were down to, like, what, seven guys at one point in time. Right. Ooh. That's how many guys that we had hurt. So, I mean, you talking about now, I, I don't went from – not really playing, to now being a starter, to playing 30 minutes a night. Um, and I'm able to put up those numbers because that was the thing that helped me get the Lakers job. Like, I was putting up double-doubles and you know, 2010 or 17 and 13 or whatever, and it was like you get a chance to show what you can do. So I'm grateful to them for that. I'm obviously grateful for the Lakers. I mean – to have a chance to play for the best franchise in the NBA, the tradition, the culture, not only that, but to win championships, to learn from guys like Phil Jackson, Kobe, uh, D-Fish, Pau Gasol, and the list goes on. Like to have that type of pedigree behind you, it helped me grow as a player and more importantly, it helped me grow as a man. Um, I'm forever grateful to play in Atlanta. Uh, Growing up here, I'm from here. Um, what better way to come home and and play at the highest level from somewhere that you grew up, you know? And that's just to name a few, and that, and that shows that each one of those situations. And and I could name more. I mean, Indiana. Uh, I can go to state. Like I can name more, but it's just trying to give you just kind of a a background to why each one is just so important to me. Interesting. Yeah, it's a great perspective on every team. Um, when you look at when you look at, for example, let's say uh, the Warriors run in '07. What stands out to you about that one? Because I believe that was part of the We Believe team, correct? Yes, we were the We Believe team. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> what? I I think that. It showed that guys, you know, once we all put our heads together, we believed in something, we went for it and went after it. And not only that, but we had exciting players and just an exciting 
style of play too, because I mean, with Coach Nelson, mm-hmm. you know, small ball. Um, I mean, we were just coming in there night in and night out, and we were pulling off huge wins and and putting ourselves in a position to at least be in the playoffs. And then it was scary because of how we finished up that I knew we were going to make some noise once we got uh, in the playoffs. So, you know, that that was a very fun time, man, and Oakland is, is an amazing place to play in. Um, the the supporters were beyond loud, and, and the atmosphere was just amazing, man. It was just a very, very exciting time. Well, you had a couple guys on that team that you played – Wait on teams after that too, right? <laughs> oh, sorry about that. That's okay. <laughs> but like uh, Al Harrington and Stephen Jackson, right? Then you play you played with Stephen Jackson with the Pacers and Al Harrington, right? And then you played against well, uh, them. Yeah, me and uh, Stephen Jackson did. And you remained close with those guys over the years. Yep. Yeah, we've been we all been pretty solid. What about the the big three now? You you think are you gonna play again the next season? Yes, yeah, so I'll be playing I'll be playing again this year coming up. Same team? I'll be I'll be playing again this year coming up. So, Josh, what are your thoughts on, on the big three and, and what Ice Cube is sort of doing here to try to, um, you know, he's ch- changing the way professional sports is played with, with getting some overseas players, retired players to join this league. Um, but I think this is his fourth year coming up. What, what are your thoughts on the big three league and Ice Cube and what, what he's trying to do there? Yeah, season four, I think, is uh, an amazing concept that they came up with. Um, you know, it's a very competitive league, a very physical league. Um you gotta you gotta come ready and, and, and bring your A game. It's a lot different than five on five, obviously. Um, minus the two players, so you don't have as much help. So you will get exploited if you don't know how to slide them feet good. Uh, <laughs> um, but but I love it. I think it's you know it's giving giving supporters and, and viewers uh, a, a chance to have something else. Um, you know, for entertainment during the summertime um, and to come out. And, and the atmosphere is really good, too. You know, it's a lot different. Uh, it's really family-oriented. Like, if you were to come to a game, you know, players are able to move around and, and really interact with the supporters, um, mm-hmm. whether that be pictures, signing autographs, sitting with them. You know, it's, it's, it's a really good vibe and a really good atmosphere, though. You know, and they make sure they bring a lot of entertainment and some people to perform and, just mm-hmm. how they put it all together. So it's, it's amazing. So I've, I've, talked to Corey, I've talked to Corey about this, talked to uh, Rio, Mario Chalmers about this before. Um, right. what, are, what, are your, what were your thoughts on the Big Three League before you joined compared to after you joined? Like, a lot of, a lot of players I've heard say, like, oh, they, they sort of underestimated the physicality of it, the speed of it, because it is a half-court game. And then after playing it, they realized it was, it was, it was more intense than they thought. Well, I... Um I mean, I always make sure that I attack whatever uh, the way that you're supposed to. I played overseas, so that that's that's a form of uh, a basketball that's very interesting, and, and you get used to that physicality, no calls, holding, grabbing, things like that. Mm-hmm. So my first season in the Big Three, it actually reminded me a lot 
like that. The only difference was is now you're you're doing that with other you know NBA players or, or guys that you know that are uh, you know talented in that way. Um, uh, because a lot of these guys, you know, they can still go. You know what I mean? It's not like it's some slouch situation. I mean, you're looking at people like Mahmoud, and he's 50. He's like the oldest guy there, and he's still like – That's crazy. Like, his shape right. looks good. You know what I'm saying? Like, he looks good, man. He He's still balling. Um, you know, stories like that are just amazing. You know what I mean? So it just goes to show, you know, that there are a lot of people like that. Katino Mobley, who – probably could play on anybody's team today. You know, right. like right. he's cooking, everyone calls man. him Uncle Drew. It. Everyone calls him Uncle Drew. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> the real Uncle Drew, man. Like he's like I mean it just goes to show, man, how guys are taking care of themselves and the love that they still have for the game. So um that I think is the beauty the beautiful part about it because when you start thinking of guys and you're like, well, where is this person or where is that person and well, what are they doing? And obviously guys got businesses and other things that they're doing. But once an athlete, always an athlete. Don't count them out because, you know, guys are still working out, taking <laughs> care of their bodies and doing stuff right. like that. So, right. you know, it just goes to show. Who do you think uh, should go or should join the big three now? Ooh. Like, uh, I saw something. Uh, what we just got? What Zebo is now there? Uh, uh-huh. I know more space is there. Um, I think Paul Pierce was on something talking about he should get in it. Yeah, I think he uh, said that he wanted to play in the the tournament coming up. Yeah, so it's man, it's 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 a lot of guys out there that. You know, you like to think about, especially some of the ones that just retired. So, I mean, it's wide open. You know what I mean? And you did, like, I think it would like, be good, good for the league. Yeah. Like D Wade or uh, Kevin Garnett. Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, hey, you never know. Might might be able to get dark in there too. Oh, that'd be interesting. Oh wow, that was right. You you played with Dirk, didn't you? You play you played with Dirk. I one did. Year? I did. What was that like? I did. It was amazing, man. He's a really cool guy, but he has an amazing work ethic, man. Very skilled. Um, I mean, I learned a lot from him. It's just a lot of – I was doing workouts and stuff with him. I was just picking his brain and just so many things that I got from him um, during my time there. And it was was amazing, man. But, you know, to watch him as well, though, because it's – you know, a lot of these guys, man, and, you know, we see what what they're doing night in and night out, but the most amazing thing to watch is what, what we don't see. And I had a part – I had a chance to be a part of that, whether it be practicing or just watching from afar. So that was really amazing. Look, looking back at it, I mean, we we asked a few of our NBA guests this. Um, just, just Kobe, favorite memory of Kobe and just – uh, if you can for us and for some of the fans that are listening, uh, you know, recall what, what your reaction was, where you were when you found out the news on January 26th. Because I know I was, I was just getting ready to get up on a Sunday. I was, I called Ryan. I was shocked. I called my other best friends. I was like, dude, this is, this is, this happened. Uh, what was well, it like for you? And then after your Kobe, your Kobe memory, yeah. Uh man, my birthday was the day before that. So now, wow. you know, it's. <laughs> 
So it's crazy because like I had my I had my kids for the weekend. I was actually in the middle of a training session and uh, received the news. But um, yeah, that's 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 heavy. You know what I'm saying? It's something that you know I still can't believe. It's, it's that's a hard hard pill to swallow. You know, you just feel like somebody like that. You know, superhero meant so much to so many people. Uh, you would never think that, you know, some something like that would happen to a, a, a guy like himself. Um, so many great memories. I, I think one of the ones that stood out for me is he came to my high school to help me present a check to my school um, because I was putting a uh, technology center in my in one of the in the vocational building at my high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like a huge moment for me individually, but then for him to come and support him and uh, Derek Fisher to both come and support, um, it just meant a lot, you know, just to have them there um, to help me to present the check and. And to even say some words, you know, and, and people still talk about that to this day. You know, the fact that Kobe uh, came to our school. He was on the south side, you know, and, and that, that just meant a lot to the people. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, you said you went to Atlanta and you spent a lot of time there. Um, Lou Williams and, and Montrezl Harrell are doing some big things with the Clippers. They were doing some big things before the hiatus. Uh, those are two sort of uh, guys who spent a lot of time in Atlanta. Have you have you uh, had a chance to interact with them, play with them in the, some of the leagues they play with at all? Yeah, I see them during. Um, I see them during uh, uh, ABL. So I'm able to you know play against those guys and catch them at either ABL or play for league. Mm-hmm. What what are your thoughts on some some of what what they've done the last couple of years with the Clippers? They've they've had some some tremendous years. Uh, both six men candidates probably the last two years, three years. I think they're they're perfect for it, especially them two because they they seem to have a really great connection. Um, and I mean, you just watch how they play together, even in the pick and roll game, and just things that they're doing. Um, it's just an amazing thing to watch. Do you think it was enough for them to 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 make them favorites over the other teams, or did you have someone else ahead of them? I can't count out what the Lakers will be doing. Um, okay. And it, and it's a and it's a it's a season of adjustments, you know. And I, I think that you know obviously a lot of times when you're going back and forth you're discussing who's who and who's got what and what it'll look like over a seven game series i just think that a lot of times people just because they're so used to seeing them do it that they don't appreciate it as much but i just don't see how people can count lebron out no matter what mm-hmm. his team looks like do you believe he's the mvp this year let me see who we got who we got in the runners? We got him, Yon. Him and Yon. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody favorites, else. Right? Yeah. Right. Jake Harden so, is at like 36 points, seven rebounds, but his team has sort of fallen off a bit. It's mainly just LeBron and, and Giannis. I think that um, with what LeBron is doing, it, it, 
his age has nothing to do with it, but I, I do think that you have to consider that he's been doing this for 17 seasons straight. And, I mean, for him to come back, especially after the injuries and take care of himself, and I mean, look at how he's taking off on people and still doing what he's doing, man. It's incredible. <laughs> it's like, incredible, man. Yeah. He's really still absorbing physicality, still going hard to the rim. Um, you mentioned earlier that the, the European game was, was different from, from the NBA game. Um, obviously, right. there's a lot of differences, but if you could just detail for, for us, some of the fans, what the differences are specifically. Um, so the NBA obviously is the, the greatest talent, you know, the greatest, you know, mm-hmm. the highest level. Um, but Europe is right there. It's just the game is played differently in Europe. It's much more of a team game. A lot of things are based off of the pick and roll. And, um, you know, you still have it where they they don't have three seconds. So guys can sit in the paint. Um, mm. The level of play, like, even in Europe, like, those guys, it's kind of like college to a, to a degree because of how hard they're going. Okay. Um in the NBA, like, guys will go hard, but it's not like that. You know what I'm saying? Because guys will be pacing themselves over 82 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, you look at what a guy like Luka Doncic is doing, right? And how easy it looks for him. And people oh, are, like, right. shocked because they're like, well, how is he having the success he's having? And I think he did an interview where he said it, where he was like, the NBA is much easier than it was overseas. Yeah, I don't know if y'all seen that or remember that quote. I remember that, yes, yes. So when, what I mean by that is, and it's, again, it's no disrespect to the NBA, but first of all, because overseas, like, you have you have the domestic leagues and then you have EuroLeague. Mm-hmm. So these guys once a week are playing against the top teams all across Europe, and every game matters. So you got to think every game is like a playoff game because it matters when you're trying to get into the playoffs, right? Right. Over over an 82-game season, you might have guys who coast it and they kind of, you know, they know they have a good team as long as they get this many wins. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. In Europe, right. you, can't, you, can't, you can't do that because you can, you can still be killing it and end up, end up losing right before the Final Four to a team and now you're out of the final four games in order to get a championship. It's mm-hmm. a lot different. Right. So that's why you got to play those games the way that you play them. And there are no, there are no nights off. There are no minutes off, man. Those guys, are, they're busting their asses, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and that's, yeah. it's just different. Now, uh, Mark Cuban mentioned this, and again, this is no disrespect to the NBA, but he's mentioned that, and I think a lot of people have echoed this, that, that European players grow up more skilled because they they just work on more fundamentals. Would you agree with that? Do you see European players with more uh, just better court vision and better fundamental skills growing up? They're up there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, look at if you look at the the guys over time um and I mean, we can start even with Giannis. We can go to you know, Powell, Mark we can go to Ginobili. We can go to Dirt. We can go to um, Sabonis. I mean, it's there's a long list 
And they all have those similarities where they can pass, they can shoot, they can make plays. They can mm-hmm. – it's, it's not like it's one specific thing that they can do. Right. Um, I mean, so it's a good argument. And then you got this kid, Luca, that's – I mean, he's a triple-double machine. And what he's doing at 20 years old, I mean, it's just – It's incredible. 20 or 21, but it's it's still just incredible that you got a guy who's six seven, six eight, playing pretty much the point. And night in, night out, it don't matter who he's going against, you know, he's still able to have success. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's it, just an amazing thing, man. It really is incredible to watch, yeah. Um, Josh, yeah. Did you, do you have anything to plug? Anything to plug before we wrap this up? Man, well, first of all, thank you. Thank you all for the opportunity to be able to come on here and, and, and talk and give my perspective on things. Um, mm-hmm. I want to plug T-Shirt Shawty, which is a a brand. Uh, it's a T-shirt um, company that me and my kids came up with. Our T-shirts are based off of, like, positivity and affirmations. So mm-hmm. follow us on Instagram at T-Shirt Shawty, T-S-H-I-R-T. S H A W D Y. Um, or you can do t shirt co. Order up some gear, spread the message. Um, but I think, you know, you'll love it. Let me know what y'all think, guys. You go in there, get a chance, check it out. Um, well, absolutely. And then, and then, uh, obviously, once we can get off this quarantine, uh, Skill Set Academy. So started up a academy, man, where we're training and teaching all the way from four years old up until the pros. So the whole idea behind it, especially when it comes to the kids, is giving them a pro-like experience. So it doesn't mm-hmm. matter your skill level. Um, it's just how we train you, how we treat you, the whole show. So it's, it's, it's been an amazing new business venture. i uh, been having a lot of success at it, and uh, I just can't wait to get back to it. Do you enjoy training kids? Giving him sort of a, the opportunity. Absolutely, because everybody deserves one, right? Right. Everybody Absolutely. don't start off a certain way. Everybody takes off. I know for me, I was a late bloomer. Um, you know, and especially with basketball, and I started off pretty pretty late, and then it just took off. So, you know, there are a lot of stories out there like that. There are a lot of stories of people who this is all they played since they was three years old, and they ended up being mm-hmm. great. So. At the end of the day, we all come from different situations, and, you know, we all deserve the same opportunity. Right, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, that wraps it up for us, uh, for our episode. As always, you can follow Ryan Ward at Ryan Ward LA on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Um, you can follow me at Tomer Zarly, that's T-O-M-E-R-A-Z-A-R-L-Y on Twitter, Instagram. Um as always, subscribe to the pod, please. Leave us a five-star review. Um, any comments, questions, concerns, suggestions, all that stuff, uh, leave it for us in the comments on IG or in the pod uh, comments, as always. And, uh, yeah, we we'll five stars. Give people five stars. Five stars. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you again, Josh. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you.